Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Mind and Body Podcast. I'm so excited to have Portia Boston on today. Uh, hi, Portia. Say hello to everyone, please. Hi. <laughs> so good to be here. <laughs> so good to have you. Um, a little bit of background of how we connected. Portia is an amazing instructor with Shakti Bar. She's also a pre and postnatal specialist and we really um, got to get to know each other through Instagram but then our developed or professional connection developed um, more through Shakti Bar because I have joined the team and so I'm so glad to learn more about you and what you do outside of Shakti. So yeah. First and foremost, that was a mouthful. (laughs) Let's share with everybody um, what your background is and what led to Shakti and then dive more into what you're Sure. So I, I actually have a background in musical theater and performance. I came to New York originally. Yes, to, I went to NYU. (laughs) I went to the Tisch School of the Arts to study musical theater. And basically what happened was I got out of school. I was auditioning for different things, plays, musicals, TV shows, little like random commercial spots. And um, we have this thing in, in, you know, the business that they call your survival job. And ultimately I, you know, which is basically a way for you to make income while you're auditioning and in between projects. And, um, I actually had a friend that I went to school with who was also a dancer and she worked at Shakti Bar. It's Emily. If you've ever, if you, if you know Emily, (laughs) um, so she said, Hey, I work at this studio. You, you should, they're looking for teachers. Like you should come check it out and I'll connect you. And I met Corinne and I auditioned and it was the rest is kind of history. And that's kind of how I entered into the world of group fitness and fitness at large. And I just completely fell in love. I started teaching. I became obsessed. I fell in love with it and I just made it my life. Yeah. Wow. I was not expecting that, (laughs) but I can see now I took your class and I took Emily's class and I can see both of you have the background in performing arts because you're, you're just so, both of you are just so natural, very inviting. Um, Thank you. Like, ah, that's Mm -hmm. good. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah. So what so when you so you started at Shakti, you fell in love with group fitness. So what led you to um special have your own specialty on the side with pre postnatal um health? So I was noticing um even before I started teaching and I was taking bar classes like at other studios around the city, I noticed that there were there is a lot uh there is a big population of pre and postnatal um women who would come to take bar class and when i started teaching i was like wow i really wish i knew more uh about mm-hmm. about pregnancy and i wish i knew more about postpartum so that i could actually help these women in an effective way and and i did my first workshop i heard through you know, different 
different connections and different mentors that I had uh, to do this program called Pronatal. Um, they, they're a, a training, a pre and postnatal training uh, group. And I did my first day long workshop and I was like, wow, this is, this is so fascinating. And I, I wanted to learn even more. So I went for another uh, specialization um, that was that was a bit longer. That was about a month long, um, and as and as I just learned more and more about this population, um, I realized how how important it is. I think for everybody to um, to to try it to try to learn more about it because it, for me, it's it's really not just informed you know, me obviously on pre and postnatal populations, but it's actually informed the way that I train all of my clients. Um, so highly, yeah. highly rec it's my, it's my biggest, whenever a, another trainer or instructor will ask me what certification they should get, I always recommend that first. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can see that. And I totally agree because, um, after I, when I got pregnant with my son, um, Midst of my bar training, and mm, mm -hmm. um, I just completed my bar training, but I hadn't done anything with it yet. I was like, "Oh, I can't teach." So I was still working out in the first try, and realized how many instructors in general group fitness did not mm -hmm. idea of how to modify a lot of the workouts. Mm -hmm. So it felt very unsafe for me mm -hmm. to self-educate myself. Yes. Um, and then a lot of the bar stuff are easy, are easy to replicate and still get a safe workout through modifications. And so then that's how I became big on modifications. And, and it's just so fascinating, like how yes. they barely touch upon that when you get your group X, uh, or even your personal right, training, like cer certification, yeah. I felt like I didn't, because I, I have I have my personal, I have my personal training certification through NASM. And even that I felt like there was like maybe a half of a chapter <laughs> in wow. in the textbook about pre and postnatal. And, and, and NASM is like yeah. one of the top. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, not bad, nothing at all. But like it's, I feel like you know, also as women, that's sort of like an overlooked, like you know, yes. that's very important. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I love that you did that, and I love. I mean, if and when you become a mom or pregnant, like you're already ready to go, <laughs> like you're fully uh, informed and educated yes. in that space. And I think that moms, they themselves don't know themselves and are either that or they don't know where to start or where to look Absolutely. for uh, qualified resources and stuff like that. So I love that you just took it upon yourself to do that. Well, that leads me to my next question. What's the biggest piece of advice you have for a postpartum mom? Because mm. I myself am postpartum <laughs> and yes. sometimes it's hard for me to take my own advice. So mm. I would love to hear what your advice is. Mm, I would say for postpartum, my biggest advice is as as corny as I as this sounds is to really just trust your own recovery journey and know that there there is absolutely no timeline 
there is no recovery timeline and there is no need to rush. Um, I think the biggest mistake I see a lot of time with with postpartum women is that they uh, they sometimes want to like skip some steps in their uh, recovery mm-hmm. journey. So the biggest example of this, I think, is uh, high impact workouts. I think there are mm-hmm. a, a number of steps that need to come. Um, in the postpartum recovery period before someone is ready to resume the activities that they were doing before pregnancy. Um, And I think there is a pressure, you know, I really, really hate this, this idea of like the snapback. I hate that word. (laughs) Um, I just hate the idea of it. Um, However, there's certainly like this, there is a great misunderstanding about, about how, how, how long it takes the body to recover from this extreme event and um Mm -hmm. you know and and some and it's true that some women may progress a little bit more quickly than others um but you just can't you cannot rush the recovery process you know um and that's that's always my you really can't you really can't because it's going to make it a lot harder for you down the line um you know, I see a lot of women who maybe they, they, uh, you know, quite, this is quite a pun, but they jump into, you know, more high impact stuff or hit stuff like 12 weeks out, and they may not be fully ready for it. And then they might experience incontinence, or, you know, they might experience, a, a you know, a, a deepening of their diastasis or, or something. And it's because they just weren't quite ready. And it just, it, it just exacerbates, you know, any existing problems that they have. So I always say, just trust your personal recovery journey, put blinders on if you need to. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like if, cause it, it, it can be such, it can be such a devastating, it can be such a devastating, um, you know, experience if, if you are pregnant around the same time as somebody else, you know, and they're moving at this pace and you're moving at another pace, you know, just put, just put your blinders on if you need to and trust your own recovery journey and know that there is no timeline. That's really good. Great, actually advice. And um, it was first time around, but what I definitely learned was, social media was not necessarily on my mm. side when it absolutely came to, if you um, need to recovery. cut it out oh my gosh yeah yeah social media yes. is absolutely terrible for this <laughs> yeah. let you know i because I, I was playing yeah. the comparison game yes. for other women that i were follow i was following that were pregnant yeah. the same time and quote unquote, pre, you know, their body back or whatever. And uh-huh. I was just like, ah, you know, and it just, it played a mental game. And so for this time around, I, I feel like it was more so I wanted to be strong again, not so much how I looked, but how I felt. Yes. And so that was trying to resonate back with and, you know, just the empty level you know yes so but like before it was it was rough and so I think that a good learning lesson too because um whether you're not yeah it's just not your friend so (laughs) 
I, I, I could not way. agree more. I couldn't agree more. And honestly, something that I, I, I have recommended for postpartum clients before is like, if you need to shut off, if you need to shut, shut down your social media for the first 12 weeks postpartum or the first 18 weeks or whatever it is, like, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. Do it or, or set a yeah. timer on, on your social media for, for the first three or four months out you know, um, right. because it's, it's That's so smart. devastating. That's really smart. Yeah. Especially when you're already it's... going through so many emotional changes, you're not sleeping, you're, you know, you're probably not eating, you may not be showering prop, like you just aren't taking care of yourself as it is because you're taking care of a newborn, um, especially if it's your first right. child, <laughs> um, right. like, uh, just, yeah, take, take, you know, give yourself one less thing to be stressed about. Agreed. I think we kind of answered the next question, but if there's anything else you could add, like what are the biggest mistakes that expecting moms make either physically or mentally when um, during their wellness journey while trying to maintain a healthy lifestyle? Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's the trying to get back to where you were pre-pregnancy, right. Um, or, Or trying to, or trying to snap your body back as if that was an actual thing. Um, and, and the, the secret is, is just take, is just take your time. Right. You, you, and I, and, you know, if the resources are available, I, I definitely recommend working with, you know, working with a, a trainer or, you know, or, or, or trying to seek out maybe like a, a, a group training specifically for, uh, postpartum people so that you know what you're doing is safe mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. that you're ready to take next steps, you know, when it comes to lifting a certain amount or, or, you know, introducing high impact activities again, plyometrics is another way of saying jumping, right? If you were doing right. hit, if you were doing hit classes, you know, pre-pregnancy and you want to get back to that, it's of course totally doable, but it might, it might be a good idea to, to seek out the advice of a professional. So you know that you're recovering properly and, and safely. And then I think mentally, um, (laughs) thanks. And then I think mentally, uh, again, it's, it's the comparison trap. And also I would, the, Mm -hmm. the comparison also just, um, you know, uh, not allowing yourself time to adjust to this major, major change in, in your life. Um, and also I think for, for couples, especially being able to check in with each other and checking in with yourself, because so often, um, you know, it's, it's all about the baby. It's all about the baby. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and even your friends, your family, they will ask first, how's the baby? How's he sleeping? (laughs) Right. Um, Instead Mm -hmm. of saying, how are you doing? People do not ask that you know, typically of, of new mothers, um, when they should. And if no one is asking you, please make sure that you check in with yourself too, because if you, if you're not as, yeah, because if you're not as well as you can be right, you're not giving the care that, that the, the quality of care that you could be giving. So make sure you check in with yourself. If no one's checking in with you. Beautiful tip. And it's true because you're so busy taking 
forget about yourself. And I remember hearing stories about that before mm -hmm. my first child, like, oh, I didn't shower in a week and like all yes. crazy stuff. And I'm like, wow. Like, I think another thing is don't be afraid to ask for help. Cause I think sometimes yes. we put pressure on ourselves to like, we can do it all. It's like, you, you, you can do neglected yourself. Exactly. So, um, just so much, but I love how you stay the couple as a whole too, because, um, I think that's just great advice. Just so many things can be overlooked and it catches up with you a month behind on the line, um, to be present and, yeah, you have to be your best version of yourself and you have to be taking care of yourself so you can be good to your family. So exactly. Um, question going back to Shakti bar um, is up to you know, like your journey, like how long you've been there and what been what, cause I know what gravitated me to Shakti. Um, so I want to know like from as so. I, like, you know, working with Shakti, what makes Shakti stand out against the rest? And like, what has been your biggest takeaway um, being part of the team? Mm. I think for, for me, I mean, one of the things that stood out to me, I started teaching there in May of 2018. Um, so it was still fairly new at that time. Uh, but something that stood out to me as a woman of color was I just saw, I saw their teaching staff, you know, I asked to see mm -hmm. like, you know, who, who's on your teaching staff. And I, I saw other teachers of color, right. And I saw other teachers that looked like me and that really stood out to me because first of all, mm -hmm. uh, the, the other places that I was thinking about teaching, that was not the case. That was literally not the case <laughs> at all. Um, so I was not like, surprised. Hmm. <laughs> no, right. Any, any, I think any fitness professional of color has an experience, you know, where, where they're the only person on staff, right. Who, who is, yeah. who is, uh, you know, black or Latinx or, you know, Asian or what have you. Um, so mm -hmm. when I saw that the teaching staff was more representative, I was immediately kind of drawn in. Right. Um, and then when I started to understand what it was that they stood for, it seemed really, really unique in, you know, in the context of, of the bar world. Right. So they were really, really uh, and, and not just like and not just like talking the talk, but they were actually doing it. Right. So they they encourage, you know, diversity, and they literally had it on their staff. So they were literally practicing it in hiring. And then also, they were trying to make their their mission centered around making bar and fitness and yoga accessible to everybody. And one of the ways that they were doing that was by offering something called a sliding scale program, so that people were able to afford classes based on their income level. Um, so, you know, if you Amazing. make, certain, yeah, so if you, if you made, so there are, there are tiers now, but um, essentially it was like, whatever your income level was, if it was between, you know, I don't know, like 
50,000 and 60,000 or something, you, you paid a certain amount. And if you, if you made less than 50,000, then you paid a different amount. And if you paid, if you made more than 60,000, then you paid, you know, you pay a different amount. And so I was like, okay, these people are not just talking about it. They're actually doing it in, in practice. And, you know, I'm all about making fitness and wellness more inclusive and more accessible. And it just really aligns with, you know, how, how I wanted to participate in the world of, of fitness and wellness and, and, you know, the rest is kind of history. Yeah. And that's a huge standout. I don't think I've ever seen that available at any of the other schools in New York um, or anywhere actually. So I think that I love, you know, it's so easy, especially during this time to do what's trending do what you think you're supposed to be doing in terms of like um, inclusive inclusivity and all that other stuff. But when you're actually putting it into action before it was even a thing, like that just, yeah, you know, take messaging and um, motivation behind the company. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I think especially now we're, uh, we are a lot more likely to see, certain companies or certain brands kind of doing the shape of being inclusive, you know, if that makes sense, like they're, it's, uh, but it's ultimately very performative, right? Um, You know, when it was popular to talk about inclusion after the death of George Floyd or after Breonna Taylor, then, you know, then suddenly it's on their social media, but now we're four months out right? Six months out from Brianna Taylor, like what has changed in, in your, in your company? Um, and, and usually the findings are not that much has changed. Right. Right. Um, so it, it really stands out to me when someone's really doing it and, and definitely have been doing it before it was, you know, in vogue for sure. Right. Right. Okay. So that leaves me. Jane. Um, it's like a two-parter actually love most about what you do. And is there like a standout story, like where you've helped someone and it just like touches your heart, just even thinking about it? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, being involved in fitness, I'm sure, you know, can be such a rewarding um, career it can be such a rewarding Mm -hmm. you know um experience as exhausting as it is it's extremely rewarding I mean one one thing that comes to mind right now is um I have a client who uh, a a private uh, training client who I've known for a while and she has uh she's a social worker and she uh, has she's her job is extremely high stress and um it's it's really weighed quite heavily on her the last couple years and it's caused a deterioration in her health um most notably she it was pre-diabetic and uh, had hypertension so she was experiencing high blood pressure um you know but lots of joint pain and and so many different things. And I started working with her and, um, and I could just see number one, her demeanor is changing. Um, she's, you know, she feels more positive. She seems more positive. She's sleeping better. And she actually went to the doctor for the first time a couple of weeks ago to, to check in. 
and she had perfect blood pressure. And I know that that seems <gasps> like <insane>. a, <laughs> yeah, it seems like a really small thing, but for somebody who has been struggling, you know, with this and, and being reprimanded like by doctors, um, this is a really big breakthrough moment. And it was just when she was so excited to tell me, she was like, guess what? <laughs> I was like, I was willing to tell you. <laughs> and, you know, I, I just to see like the, the happiness on her face and like the sense of a, accomplishment and achievement and just, and not even happiness, just like, you know, joy. I could just see her, you know, looking so joyous, um, which is, which is like what I, I do this for. It's, it's the best feeling. Great. I mean, like what a gift, like that is her help. Like you literally helped. And I couldn't agree with you more. Like it's a lot of work that goes into this profession, but (laughs) like you, you'll never forget. Like you are such a mental part of, a dramatic change. So I yes. just, yeah, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> um, yeah. well, Pusha, thank you so much for being on. I time. Um, so I'm just so happy I could share this with everybody before we head out. Can you, share they can find you and what you have coming up if you want to share. And um, yeah. Yeah. So thank you so much for having me on. This was the time literally flew by. Um, so you can <laughs> find me, you can find me on Instagram at Portia, P-O-R-T-I-A dot Boston. Um, or you can also find me online, www.portiabostonfit.com. And um, right now, I am pretty heavily involved in a lot of uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion work. So I'm actually working on a free training um, that will hopefully be available in the next couple weeks. Yes! I will be (laughs) resharing and resharing that. That is awesome, Portia. Thank you. I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. (laughs) well thanks everybody make sure you check out Portia and thank you for listening Bye. bye